Yo, I come from a small city where nothing is handed. Took my talents and made them work for me. Look where I landed. I know a lot of those out there really don't want me having it. They just mad that I'm creeping on them and they had advantages. See when my voice is on, I let my voice be the change. Put it in these communities, let it give them some range. Let them know that they got a shot at anything they want. And it ain't all about the teaching, but really how they responded to it. Here on KBLA Talk 1580, we gon' get into it. The whole world don't smile out of your media. The others tell it, but they truths have some limits. Got some limits. We got that food for soul, now what they feeding you. Yeah. Black lives matter all the time. Yeah, let's talk about it. About the school to prison pipeline. Yeah, let's talk about it. Police brutality out of line. Yeah, let's talk about it. All these thoughts running through my mind. We gotta talk I am about unapologetically it. progressive in efforts to fight for the people. Gotta exercise our voting rights and then push the needle. I'm walking tall, cause I know that y'all expect me to lead. To push the message, I am willing to bleed. I gotta get what I need. That's social reform, that's prison reform. I'm highly informed. Don't put down a pen, I got a list. I can't resist. I preach it till I talk with a list. And who you know gon' give it to you like this? And here on KBL, yeah. they talk 1580, yeah. we gon' get it. We gon' get it. The too. whole world don't smile, they out of your media. Hey. The hey. others tell it, but they truths have some limits. Got some limits. We got that food for soul, now what hey. they feeding you? Black lives matter all the time. Yeah, let's talk about it. About the school to prison pipeline. Yeah, let's talk about it. Police brutality out of line. Yeah, let's talk about it. All these thoughts running through my mind. We gotta talk about hey. it. Breaking news! Governor Kevin Stitt issues an executive order granting clemency to Julius Jones. According to CNN, Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt has granted clemency to Julius Jones, commuting Jones' sentence just hours before he was scheduled to be executed for a 1999 murder. He says he did not commit. Jones's sentence will be commuted to life in prison without the possibility of parole, according to an executive order filed Thursday. Jones was scheduled to be executed at 4 p.m. Central, which is 2 p.m. Pacific at the end of this show. The governor came to the decision following prayerful consideration and reviewing materials presented by all sides of the case, he said in a statement on Twitter. That's from CNN. Great news, of course, right? Of course. Like, and I, like a lot of you out there, are happy that this king is still among the living. But that executive order, we got to understand, granting clemency also comes with ineligibility to apply for commutation, uh, pardon, or parole for the rest of his life. He won't be executed, but he will never get out of prison. Uh, let me see. The Innocence Project already showed that he didn't do it. He was at home when the crime was committed. Got a man that actually said that he actually did it. So there's still a lot of work to do. And this is exactly why over the last few years, I cannot lie. I've started to turn a corner on the death penalty myself. I've always been a staunch advocate for the death penalty. I'm one of those do the crime, you do the time. You know what I'm saying? You take a life, eye for an eye, et cetera, et cetera, right? But cases like this give me pause. I can't lie. It should give us all pause. And you're making a case more and more to abolish the death penalty with cases like this, you know. But congratulations to the Jones family. And congratulations to all the advocates and celebrities jumped on board, all the sports and, and actors and singers. Everybody jumped on board. And, and Governor Stitt was like, I think I better go ahead and commute this. <laughs> you better do something. So uh, congratulations to that king. Still work to do, though. Can we get to work here? Woo. Let's do it. Yeah, let's let's talk about it because we got a lot to talk about right here. KBLA Talk 1580, Midtakes with Danny Morrison. First and foremost, I want to give love to the beautiful queen that held down my broadcast yesterday and did a phenomenal job doing so. We talk about Cynthia Brooks. Can we give us some love, Mom? Come on. For the uh for the hosting of the day. Is that a new category? Fill in of the day. <laughs> 
Cynthia Brooks came in and gave you all a heaping helping of urban wellness. And if you listened, I promise you, you are all better off for it. Her show, uh, Urban Wellness Now, is, quote, a tribute to all the people who are on a journey to help improve not only their life, but the lives of all of us. People who are contributing to their communities in so many diverse ways, whether it's a corporation, small business, nonprofit, faith-based, civic or social group programs, or something that launched on their own with the goal of making someone's life just a little bit better or put a smile on someone's face that has been turned upside down for too long, end quote. How do I know all that to be true? Because I'm a fan of her broadcast. And also, I snatched those words directly from the Urban Wellness website. <laughs> exactly where y'all should be. <laughs> so, if you can continue to yeah, hear that brilliant queen right here on the KBLA Frequency every Saturday and Sunday at this exact same time, noon, I would appreciate it. And uh, follow her on all socials at Cynthia Brooks Media. And you can also check her out, her, out her official website like I did, UrbanWellnessNow.com. I appreciate you, queen. Well done. Thanks for taking a wheel yesterday, because I needed it. So I'm back, back in a spot after a day of recharging and refueling after coming down with a minor cold of sorts. Lost my voice for a short time. Made some people in my personal life a little too happy that I wasn't able to speak. Those heathens. (laughs) So I took a day to fill myself up with a bunch of fluids and rest my vocal cords, which always seem to be going nonstop and get some much needed rest to get myself back on track. I also have to give love to everybody that jumped in my DMs, text messages, emails, and more to send me heartfelt thoughts and prayers for my recovery. Caught a brother off guard. Can't lie. It was just the flu, y'all. But I was inundated with all kinds of love throughout the day. Not only friends, family, my KBLA family, and a bunch of you beautiful listeners, but also listeners I didn't even know I had. And it showed me, if I'm doing right by y'all, I must be doing okay. So I just know... Uh, so just know that I read each and every last one of the messages, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart, caring about your boy, for real. That meant everything to me. Made me work even harder to get back up in here today. Didn't get a lot of sleep last night, but I said I got to get back on that mic, so I'm back, and I'm okay. And your loving messages just so happen to be what inspired me to start writing this topic of conversation today for this Thursday broadcast, so let's go. I want to toss a hypothetical scenario at you to see if you can get the gist of where I'm coming from. Because again, I'm okay. Simple head cold. No congestion, bunch of medication, and your boy's back to do damage on this mic today. But what if I wasn't? I hate to put these thoughts into the atmosphere because I always have been someone that believes that one can speak things into existence. But I believe and I hope that God will give me grace because he's fully aware that I'm trying to prove a point today. What if I was stricken with a debilitating illness of some sort and my health was deteriorating at a fast rate? What if I went to the doctor and he told me that I have a rare condition that can't be cured and I only have weeks to live? And what if the close relationship that you and I have already established with one another right here, middays with Danny Morrison, KBLA Talk 1580, weekdays from 12 noon to 2 p.m. was about to be tragically cut short because my time here on this earth was about to be cut short as well? What would your emotions do? Would you care? I know that we just met, but would my permanent deletion from the KBLA format and from this earth affect you at all? What if it was your co-worker at your job? What about the cashier at your local grocery store? What about one of your teachers at your child's school? Or the mailman? Or a hairstylist? What about the nice greeter at Walmart that always gives you love every single time you walk into that store? When you hear that someone passes away, Someone that you know personally, 
What is your immediate reaction the moment you find out? Is it sorrow? Is it pain? Or is it indifference? I ask these questions because I'm starting to believe that we African Americans aren't impacted by death here in 2021 like we were as early as 10 years ago. And I believe that there's a number of reasons on why that is the case. And that's what I want us all to discuss today. For example, yesterday, a rap artist named Young Dolph was gunned down outside a bakery in the city of Memphis. A black-owned bakery that he was just raving about on Instagram days ago. It's a spot called Makita's Butter Cookies, and after buying a couple goodies yesterday, someone drove up and shot that king dead while standing at the storefront. Social media was ablaze. It was a top-trending topic for a few hours. Then the zeitgeist settled back in again with everyone's discussing Soldier Boy's comments about him days prior and the feud between DaBaby and Danny Lee and whether Game Pass on Xbox is better than PlayStation. What about Travis Scott? We reported on this last week, but for those unaware, members of a densely packed crowd surged toward a stage and were crushed against each other at a Houston music festival almost two weeks ago. Numerous people were killed and scores of others were injured in the chaos. Nine people had died from the debacle. That is until two days ago. Ezra Blunt passed away, the 10th victim from the Astro World tragedy. Ezra was only nine years old. For the last couple of weeks, he had been in a medically induced coma in an attempt to overcome brain, liver, and kidney trauma, but finally succumbed to his injuries on Tuesday. Travis Scott was his favorite artist, and he attended the concert with his father, Tristan Blunt. And according to reports, this is especially painful because the family is not only devastated from losing that young king, but also because, quote, from the family, this was supposed to be a father-son outing for them to bond and turned into something horrible and tragic, end quote. And Ezra is now gone. Rest in power, young king. But those of us that heard about the death of that young man probably felt some sort of sadness, right? Perhaps even said a prayer. Maybe even shed a tear for about 30 seconds. Because even with such a tragic turn of events at the Astro World show, I still believe that we African-Americans have lost touch with one another and are being desensitized more and more each and every day. And I believe I understand why. If you're an avid listener to this program, you've heard me mention ad nauseum how I believe we African-Americans are the most self-hating people on earth. We won't patronize each other's businesses. We backbite each other all the time. We dogpile along with white America to our most dynamic kings and queens whenever controversy rears its ugly head. And the worst part, we are even willing to kill each other over the most frivolous reasons. And yes, I understand that it's not entirely our fault. I know. Save your rebuttals, okay? I already anticipate a number of you calling today referencing the Willie Lynch letter and the lack of resources to combat the mental health crisis in the black community and how every poverty-stricken neighborhood is rife with dysfunctional and chemically dependent poor people willing to do what it takes to get what they need. I understand all of that, but I'm also willing to bet that every black person listening to my voice right now has lost someone to gun violence. Friend or family. Every black person listening to my voice right now has lost a loved one to COVID in the last 18 months. Every black person listening to my voice right now has lost someone or knows someone that has died from suicide. And you have started to grow numb from so much death around you, huh? 
We have bore witness to generations of beatings and lynchings of unsuspecting kings and queens since the advent of this country. Generations of police brutality by these crooked cops being inflicted on our people. Thousands of beautiful souls being lost to gun and gang violence through the years. Our young kings are, uh, that are aged 15 to 34 make up only 2% of the nation's population, but they are close to 37% of the gun homicides in this country. Also, a disproportionate number of African Americans dying from the coronavirus since last year. And a bunch of deaths being broadcast live on social media for us and the entire world to see. And I believe we are entering into the next phase of our existence in this country where we are starting to normalize black death. And I'm terrified about it. Not of death, but of the paradigm shift. Look, I understand that we African Americans are always in survival mode. The psychological effects from constantly being shown death is wearing on us and is almost making us immune to the pain. It's an organic defense mechanism. It's not fair that we have to acclimate ourselves to living with trauma, but we do. It's part of the black experience in America, living with PTSD. But we can't allow these circumstances to drain the pain from losing our treasured people. And we also can't pass on to the next generation a lackadaisical reaction to the loss of black life. These youngsters are already struggling with their identities. And we have to reinforce just how important they actually are. Even after they're gone. In conclusion, let me remind you, without crying, I hope, that I have some experience in a children's hospital myself. If you're an early listener to my broadcast back in June, you heard me deliver the story regarding my six-year-old son who was stricken with cancer when he was just six years old. Stage four, the cancer is spread into his stomach and into his lungs. Easily the... Easily the worst experience of our lifetimes. But you should see my boy now, though, right? He's a 15-year-old YouTube sensation now, right? 118,000 YouTube subscribers and counting. And they can't find a speck of cancer in my son's body. Can't nobody tell me that God ain't good. I have firsthand proof of how great God is. But my hope, my wish, my prayer is that we African-Americans find our way back to caring about one another, feeling each other's loss, genuinely caring about the next king of queens' well-being, just like the beautiful staff at the Children's Hospital of Los Angeles, who have made it their life's work to have love and sympathy for those in crisis. I salute them today. I want us to care for one another like that, willing to alleviate each other's pain, willing to extend an olive branch to people that we barely know, Let's all show more love towards our fellow kings and queens as we get ready to kick off the new year next month. Because just as we may be finally starting to live life post-pandemic, perhaps perpetual black love can become a new epidemic. But that's just me. So what do you think, L.A.? Tell me what you think. Huh? Do you think that we African-Americans will be de de desensitized by death, huh? And do you think that we are too flippant about when we lose another king or queen out there? And do you think that society has anything to do with it, or is it intrinsic? Also, 
What was your first reaction when you heard that a nine-year-old boy lost his life at the Astro World show? Sadness? Anger? Or are you too far removed from the incident that you can't care enough? Is it only important when it happens to you or someone you love? That's the criticism. And lastly, is this just the way it's always been? Am I overthinking this whole thing? Has social media made it seem worse than it actually is? And if you do believe that we have become desensitized, what is the solution? Is change possible? Or are we at the point of no return? Holler at your boy, your voice is the change, voice of the community, your voice is on 1-800-920-1580, 1-800-920-1580. You can also stream us via the brand new KBLA streaming app on your app store, iOS or Android. It don't matter. And that same app allows you to send me your questions and comments that I will answer live at different intervals throughout the broadcast. Plus, like, share, and follow your favorite radio station live on our socials, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at KBLA1580. And feel free to follow me at Danny Mo Show on those same platforms too. Plus, me and my midday partner in crime, Miles, will take your comments via the ecosystem of our social network. And check this out. When we come forward, I will add another seven series to add to the topic of conversation. You know, I was at home all day, all night last night. Check it out. Right? Preserving my voice. You know, trying to get some rest. You know, preparing to get back behind this mic. You know. And a lot of you know, when you have a lot of, t- a lot of time on your hands, your mind starts to wander just a little bit. You know. And with a brain like mine, that's constantly going 100 miles an hour. My mind was out of control. I came front. So, I wrote some things down. That enter my head out of nowhere. Things that I just want to share. You know, useless information that will, you know, I will hand to you. My seven series today is actually ten. Some bonus ones for you today. Ten random thoughts I had on my sick day at home yesterday. You know, nothing too serious, Miles. You know, nothing alarming. You know, just simple thoughts I had while I was sitting up in my drawers in bed. You know, coughing, burping. You know, maybe a fart or two, Miles. I'm hey, just, you can't get through seven, big dog. We gonna get to that. They're short, though. These aren't like my regular ones, though, man. Don't blame me. Blame the Alka-Seltzer. I was farting on the couch. Not my... I'm just saying I was sipping on Alka-Seltzer plus tea all day. Passing random channels on TV. Pass gas at the same time. Isn't that ironic? Just a few thoughts to enter my brain and I want to share with my beautiful audience today. Is that cool? I'm hoping to make y'all smile. Okay? We will try. Add to the conversation with your phone calls when we come forward. Welcome to Midday. This is Danny Morrison on Unapologetically Progressive KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about. Let's ride. Come on. Making your middays meaningful. More of Danny Morrison straight ahead. Broadcasting live from Lower Park, USA. Welcome back to your home for unapologetically progressive radio. KBLA Talk 1580. Yeah, man, we back at the spot. KBLA Talk 1580. Getting love on our socials right now, man. I appreciate y'all. It's good to be back. It really is. Um, I'm drinking a lot of water right now, trying to keep my throat together. I think we're going to be okay from here on out. You know, let's go to the phones. We're talking about death. Are we being desensitized? Let's go to Ken real quick. Ken, give me your height, your color, and your hood, King. How you doing, brother? How you doing? Um... Man, I'm good, man. I'm, I'm a give me your height, fifty-seven yo. year old black man. Ah, okay. My height, I'm five eleven, uh, and I'm black. And where you call it from, uh, brother? L. A. L. A. I definitely, I definitely yeah, agree yeah, with yeah, you, yeah. man. We have, we we have been totally desensitized, man. The apathy for death in our community, and we blame it on so many different other factors like racism and poverty, when that was never an issue. You know, when I was growing up in the 70s, being poor was never an issue as to a reason why you go out and rob and kill people. But now, like, if the if the police kill a brother, we're marching in the street. But if 
if another black man kills, no one, you don't hear anything, and no one's going to tell. Yeah. Yeah. I I have somebody in my DMs right now saying that uh, what is happening with Julius Jones right now, with so many African Americans coming out for him, only proves my theory is wrong because we care about the life of that cat. And I go, look, I think it just goes back to what I was talking about. When it doesn't affect us personally, we can go ahead and put some energy into it. You know, but it's like, totally agree. we, we got some, we got murders happening in our own communities. You know what I'm saying? I don't, brother, why do, when are we going, when are we going to ever uh, circle the wagons and deal with our own issues, exclude white America? Cause we know, you know, this has been, we were brought here and changed. So exclude them and deal with our own issues internally and say, we're going to handle what we can handle. In our own communities. Mm. I mean, and we just have never done that. I think that you are absolutely right, first of all. you just That's the premise of this entire broadcast, by the way. I'm all about us. Look, racism is what it is. Uh, institutional Period. racism is a real thing. The school-to-prison pipeline is a real thing. But I've always said, if we African-Americans come together, shop with one another, build resources together, white America's going to say, oh, you got to pay attention to the black people. Because they got buying Hello? power, political power, the whole nine. That's why you see corporate white America right now putting black people in their commercials and all their marketing because they understand that Black Lives Matter is a real thing. If we just take care of each other, they're going to pay attention because it's all about the dollar in this country, man. Hopefully one day, man, brothers like you speaking this over the airwaves, man, I hope in my lifetime this catches on, man, because I'm sick and tired of having these discussions, man. And 20 and 30 years later, we're still talking about these issues. Yeah, I told you about, uh, I think it was last week, I told you about an advocate that likes to donate to black causes back in my hometown. And he said, Danny, I've been giving money and all kind of time and resources to black organizations and nonprofits for 40 years. I've seen zero change. Zero. Zero. We haven't made a Brother, we really have we we've, we've not made any uh, serious movement since the sixties. We we're, 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 we're in the same position and even worse in some areas than we were fifty years ago, and that's and that's and that's heartbreaking, man. King would roll over in his grave, man, if he could see the state of Black America today. Ah, that breaks my heart to hear. But you know what? Wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised. Thank it, you, brother. All right, God bless you, King. Appreciate the phone call. Yeah, I would love to see us just all come together, vote the way that we're supposed to, shop with one another the way that we're supposed to. You know, I hate to make comparisons. I always do on this broadcast, talking about how the Latinos and the Asians come together, shop with one another, back one another. And people go, yeah, but they weren't slaves in this country. I go, I get it. But that should be even more of a reason that we come together, right? Huh? Have each other's backs because of what we've been through? Huh? I'm not going to be on here blaming the white man all the time. Y'all know I love beating up white people on this broadcast. I, I ain't going to stop doing that either because I need them to get out the way while we continue to build as a community. But I don't blame them entirely for everything we're going through. We got to get ourselves right. And once we get right, they better watch out. <laughs> they better watch out. Woo, 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. News of traffic right now. Take some more phone calls with you on the other side. Middays with Danny Moore. So y'all stay there. Come on. History is now, and you are part of it. Thank you for spending your days with KBLA Talk 1580. Let's jump back into the conversation. We've got a lot to talk about. Talk about. Mid-days with Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. Black in the spot, you know, today we're discussing whether you believe that we African Americans have been desensitized to death. Do you believe that upon hearing that one of us has lost their life, 
we don't feel the pain that we used to back in the day. You may be shocked or even saddened by the news, right? But do you still feel the pain that you used to? And what's the reason? I want to know. Let me give you my opinion on this whole thing. We've already got some good DMs coming in, phone calls coming in, but let me give you mine. I believe it's two major things that are siphoning the humanity away from the black experience as it relates to death in this country. The first, COVID. Yeah, we've lost so many kings and queens to COVID. I'm not going to beat y'all over the head. Because seems like every time I bring up COVID on this broadcast, I'm going to be, I'd always talk about COVID. <laughs> All right? I ain't going to give you too many COVID stats today, but I, I, I know you tend to roll your eyes, but uh, I got I to gotta give you a couple. According to a study led by researchers with the National Center Cancer Institute published in the Annals of Internal Medicine, quote, uh, deaths among blacks and Native Americans were three to four times higher than in white populations. Also, 74% died from COVID as the underlying cause. And lastly, blacks, Latinos, and Native Americans also were dying at higher rates last year because of medical conditions like diabetes, heart disease, and Alzheimer's. Now, I believe that we have lost so many to COVID that the deaths, they start to blur together at some point. It's always tragic when we lose a loved one, right? But when you lose two, three, four at a time, there's only so much that you can, so much emotion that you could give to each passing, right? Especially when your friends are going through the same thing. Because, you know, you're going through all this pain. You've lost somebody. It could be uh, a cousin, an auntie. It could be a brother, a sister. You know, how do you call your friend to cry about a loved one and they just lost somebody too? Will it come across as selfish if you call them? Will it come across as your loss is more important than theirs? There's like so many emotions that come into play whenever we lose somebody. And the other one is social media. Think about it for a second. How many young kings and queens have you seen killed on social media in the last five years? Think about that for a minute. A lot, huh? Many. Same as the COVID deaths. I believe they're starting to blur together. All of them. I believe we see a young king get gunned down by law enforcement and even us sometimes. Most times. And we shake our heads and we move on now. In 2021. And we might even give a sigh after seeing it. Like, not again. I can't believe it's happening again. Let's go to Snapchat. That's us. Then we get up and we walk to the kitchen and make a sandwich. Out of sight, out of mind, huh? It ain't your family, it ain't your friend, huh? Just move on from that, huh? What happened to us? What happened to community? When I was growing up, you know, five years ago, when I was a teenager, shush, um, somebody would pass away in the neighborhood, it just... Throughout the entire neighborhood, it, it struck a chord in the neighborhood to where everybody was mourning at the same time. Collections were going around the neighborhood to take care of the funeral. Car wash in the neighborhood to take care of the funeral expenses. It was different. And people say, well, they still do that. It's like, yeah, but do, do neighborhoods come together to do that in 2021? You even know your neighbors? <laughs> nah, nah, that's another 2021 thing. People don't even speak to their neighbors. You don't even want to speak to neighbors. They pull into the garage real quick and try to <laughs> close the door real fast for anybody. They, what? They close the door before they even got the car. <laughs> 
Because, man, you know, uh, let me let me defend the people that do that, though. You know, it's been a long day at work, you know, and you've been all over town. Somebody like me been at the gym for a couple hours, you know, and you come up and you got that guy that you live next door to that just got a mouth that runs like water. And, you know, if you just say hi to him, hey, hey, what's up? How was your day? And you out there for 30 minutes. It's like, come on, man. Okay, well, then when... If grandma passed, then that's why you can't get the collection play pass. You don't know nobody. So you should give 30 minutes to the guy next door every single day? Is that what you say? I'm not saying every single day, but you don't even know your neighbor. <laughs> how do you cut those people off, by the way, when they start running too much? How do you How do you go, all right, Tim, what do you do? What's your? I don't know, man. People are soft. People need to start being more blunt. Say, so, you know what? I got to get in the house. I got stuff to do. I can't sit out here and talk with you all day, uh, Calvin. <laughs> Calvin. We don't even know our neighbors, though. It sucks. It does. Look, when, in, in my old neighborhood back in my hometown, we used to play football games in the street the entire block. We used to have track meets around the entire block. Our, our neighborhood was circular, and we used to have track meets in the entire block. Or we all would come together on, on, on summer, and we would go to the park, and we would have softball games. The neighborhood. None of that goes on anymore, man. Why? Why is that happening? Like, we're more connected than ever with social media. You would think that now that we're more connected, we can contact each other far easier than we could back in the day. Why aren't we closer as a result? We're in contact. We're not a community. Ooh, Ooh. that's a nugget you just dropped. Was that off the dome? It's freestyle, that one, man. But it's true, though. You get what I'm saying? We're in contact, but we're not a community. There's a big difference. People think that's the same thing. No. Can you have a community on social media? Yeah. Absolutely. Black Lives Matter proves that. Absolutely. But when it comes to hand-to-hand, eye-to-eye, cheek-to-cheek. Not even that, though. I mean, you're talking about people who are not in the same online community in an actual living space, living yeah. quarters close to each other. They're not, they don't talk to each other there. You talk to your friends online. You know yeah. what I mean? It's true. I just wish we would get back. I'm just talking to specifically to the African-Americans today. When do we get to the point where we genuinely care for one another? For the next man? Huh? When do we finally say, I care more about the next door neighbor's kids as I care as much about the next door neighbor's kids as I do about mine? What happened to that? What happened to that village mentality? Is it gone forever? Huh? Here's the other side of the argument. You know, I always try to play both sides best I can. I don't try to just be a contrarian just because. Not everybody raising their kids the same these days, Miles. Okay? You know, not everybody. Do you want your next door neighbor disciplining your child? The one that ain't got the best morality about them. You sure? I'm not saying that you have them discipline your children, but I mean, it's called community building, though. It's not a, that's a part of community building. That doesn't have to be the main part or the main focal part of what you participate in, but you can't build a community Staying in your four walls watching Netflix and having a a mentality of I don't associate with these people and they live in the same complex you. Facts. It's facts. We got to get to know one another once again. Are there dangers associated with that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There is. I'll, I'll pull back the, the velvet rope sometime, you know, and tell y'all about some personal stuff, you know. Me, I like to jog. I like to walk my neighborhood. I like to go all around. I told you, I live a couple blocks from SoFi, right? So I'm jogging through the neighborhood uh, a few days ago. And I, 
I don't know LA, dude. I I don't I don't know. And I'm 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 jogging. I'm like, am I in the rain, wrong neighborhood? Am I on the wrong street? Something gonna happen to me on this street? I don't I don't know. You know, Zinglewood. I'm like, I don't I don't know. Has that always been the case? Or is it worse in 2021 that we just don't trust each other? I think that's a you thing. There's no doubt it's a me thing. But I, I think I would feel that way if I was in Spain. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I was in another country, I'd be like, eh, am I in the wrong neighborhood? You know? I mean, you already have that preconceived notion before you even took a jog, though. Facts. Definitely. Let that dictate you. And it doesn't. I went. You know? And I'll, I'll, I'll do it again. You're waving anybody. It's all love, man. I jog through, and I get nothing but love for people. What's up, King? You know, I get love for people all the time. Um, but in the back of your mind, you're like, hey, is this the wrong block to be on? I, I mean, but the point is, though, it doesn't. It shouldn't matter because it's your block, right? It's my neighborhood, Pharrell. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to be there. I'm going to jog. I've never been afraid of us as a people ever. You talking to a cat that goes into the prisons, man? I've never been afraid of us. But I want us all collectively to get to the point where we can trust each other. Huh? Would you take that risk? Huh? If there was a block party in the neighborhood that you didn't know too well and it was predominantly African-American, would you go hang out? Huh? Would you go set up shop? Huh? Would you go and 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 shop at that black-owned business that you've never been to on the side of town that you've never been to that you maybe heard some disparaging things about? Would you go? Huh? That's what we're talking about today. 1-800-920-1580. Fifteen eighty. I got a seven series today. It's a little more comical. I'm trying to lighten things up because I know it's a dark show today, but it's good to be back. Midtakes with Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. We got a lot to talk about. Stay there. Be sure to follow and subscribe to all our socials at KBLA Talk fifteen eighty on Facebook, Twitter, and IG. Stay in touch with us by downloading the all new KBLA Talk fifteen eighty app on your smartphone. Your smartphone. Carry the combo wherever you go, and keep it locked to the only talk station that gives you a voice. KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. We've got a lot to talk about. Will you stick around? This is LA's home for progressive talk radio. Welcome back to KBLA Talk 1580. Me and Danny Morris, KBLA Talk 1580, discussing whether you believe that we African Americans have been desensitized to death. Phone calls are coming in. Let's get to the phone lines once again, my friend. Give me your height, your color, and your hood, Eugene. Uh, I am six foot even, copper penny brown from Inglewood. Inglewood! Am I tripping, jogging through Inglewood with concerns? Am I overthinking it, Eugene? Yes, you are. Uh, Because the the thing of it is, wherever your body is, you are at home. Come on. Just leave it like that. Wherever your body is, you are at home. So you display... You're at home wherever you go. Mm. So wherever you go is your home. If it's in the Home Depot, if it's at the liquor store, if it's at your church, you're at home. Yeah, I've already uh, taken in. Inglewood is already my home. Like, I go to, I think the Spanx is the name of the clothing store. I I also get my cleaning done at L&J. And what else I got? I've already got my black-owned spots. Uh, I can't remember. Oh, yeah, I also got a, a, a wing spot. I forgot to tell you, Miles. It's called um, what's it called? <laughs> Where's it at? It's called uh, it's called uh, what's it called? 
Chicken Wings and, and Pot. Where's it at? It's on Crenshaw. It's like, no, 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 no. It's on Manchester and, woo, Van Ness. Yeah. Yeah, you I know, know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's fire. Yeah. It's fire. I'm like, I already got three black-owned spots, so my number's going up. I think I'm about 15% right now, black-owned. I'm getting there. And you got and you got to go to Doolin's, too. Shout out to Doolin's. What is that? The, the soul food shot. That's you... right at Western, Western, on by the corner of Western and Century, and then there's another one on Van Ness, I mean, uh, 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 La Brea. And Manchester. Ooh. It's where you see, always see people standing out. Okay. Western and Century is my side of town. You know what? I'm you're, like, you're actually closer to probably Manchester and La Brea where you're at. Yeah, yeah. That, no, you said Van Ness and La Brea. You is said it? Manchester and La Brea. You said Manchester or Van Ness? Uh, I, I mean Man, Manchester and La Brea. Okay, my bad. Okay. Yeah, you know what? I might try that tonight. Oh, I might. You'll be glad. Ooh, <laughs> be my man. So what you call for, huh? What's on your mind? Uh, I was just calling to, to, to comment on what you were saying about you didn't feel safe or, or do I feel safe or if, I, if you're not into gang banging, don't <laughs> worry about it. Yeah. So that's the bottom line. You know, Miles and I have actually had that conversation. You know, I'll pull back the veil just a little bit. Okay, so I'm from Bakersfield, right? And I have multicolored sweats. And I mean like sweatsuits of every color you can name. Red and blue, of course, are intertwined. And I asked Miles, I said, can I go to the gym with some red sweats on? What'd you tell me? Well, for what it's worth, too, just to clarify, I'm not from L.A., nor am I affiliated, so I don't have the jurisdiction to sit up here and tell you where and where not you're good at. <laughs> just want to get that out there off top. But yeah. from my experience and from what people tell me, it's like, man, yo, you carry good energy. You're a grown man. You're going to the gym, brother. Do your thing, man. Don't sit up here and, and live your life in fear. And that's the way I've been doing it, man. It's just like I wear red and blue. I'm all about love. Of course, I'm, I don't have any gang affiliation at all. I'm about uplifting brothers. And when I see brothers, you know, that look like they might be gang affiliated, I hug brothers, man. I bring them in. Yeah. And, and I'll be jogging in whatever neighborhood I want. And if they approach me, I'll be like, do I look like I'm part of the, the game up in here? Do I, do I look like it? Do I sound like it? <laughs> no. <laughs> just, just be the happy spirit that you are, and that illuminates. That's it, man. God bless you, Eugene. I appreciate this phone call, King. Appreciate you. Don't take the diamond chain to on a jog, which <laughs> might might come up off of that. It'd be like you know, swinging when I'm jogging, you know. Could you imagine? You, you might get jacked for that, brother. <laughs> okay, what about my shoes, though? Huh? You know what I'm saying? Just come up with some some nice kicks, you know? No, no you good. You good. You're running. That's all good. But the, the diamond chain, they might catch you. <laughs> Who jogs in a diamond chain? <laughs> be the first. For real. 1-800-92. That's like that cat that wears sunglasses in the in the club. Go home. 1-800-920-1580. Middays with Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about. Making your middays meaningful. More of Danny Morrison straight ahead. Welcome back. Welcome back. We are rooting for everybody black. KBLA Talk 1580. 1580. KBLA Talk 1580. Middays with Danny Morrison. Shout out to Deetra Murray. Got us on my DMs and said wing and pot. Is it wing and pot or wing and pot? Because... They're not talking about pot. That's why I was confused when I first got it. I was like, wait a minute. There's like green in the sign and everything. And there it's called wing and pot. Can I get some wing and a little something else while I'm in? Tell you a spot I did try down in Inglewood. What's that? 
this place called uh, Sweet Red Peach. Ooh, ooh. What is that? Is that a bakery? What is dessert that? spot? Dessert? Really? Black owned? I believe it's black owned. I believe that's what uh, Moji out here told me. Is it fair to say if you are a small business in Inglewood, chances are very likely it's black owned? Is that fair to say? Yeah, I mean we're still a minority, but could be Latino owned too. Right. How many white owned spots will be in Inglewood? I mean, let's see. There's two stadiums right there. <laughs> <laughs> So far, ain't black owned. <laughs> it will be on Super Bowl Sunday, man, with the West Coast coming in. Take it over, man. Oh, the, the, the people who got hired to do the halftime show? <laughs> exactly right. But, uh, <laughs> the, the entertainment? Yeah, it's going to be the greatest Super Bowl halftime of all time. It may not top Michael Jackson, it may not top Beyonce, it may not top Bruno Mars, which was incredible. And it may not top Prince. But other than that, even Janet Jackson with the whole nip slip, that whole thing. Uh, wardrobe malfunction. Justin Timberlake lost me right then. But uh, I think it'll be up there. It might be number one. We'll see. But today, we're way off base today. <laughs> today, we're talking about whether or not you believe we African Americans have been desensitized to death. And, you know, this is a terrible segue, but I'm going to tell you what. What will change your entire mode of thinking if you think that we are? Is I've mentioned it before on this broadcast. Have you ever been to a funeral with a baby in the casket? It haunts you. It, I've been to a few. Okay. And I know I'm up against the mouse, but um, I had a, a, a Latino friend, right? Uh, back in my hometown, right? And he had lost his grandson, whose grandson was uh, shaken and dropped and died from the the injuries. So me and my friends that, that were at the job, he was one of my coworkers, so we showed up at this funeral. And we were like, oh, okay, let's sit in the back. I was like, no, I don't want to see a baby in a casket. So we'll sit in the back. We'll be there in support. But I just don't know if I could, I could see a baby. So we walk up to the funeral home and they had the casket in the lobby instead of being at the front. They force you to pass it on the way in. And we just broke down, man. And I'm telling you, every time I attend a funeral, that flashes in my head. And I've been to the funeral of a seven-year-old young king just a few years ago, too. And if that don't change us, if that still doesn't affect us as a people, I'm scared for us. But I'm hoping that type of imagery wakens us at some point. News and traffic right now, and we come forward. We'll get back into the discussion. I want some more phone calls from you all. Are we being desensitized as African Americans? And I got a seven series as well. Middays with Danny Morrison. KBLA Talk 1580. Got a lot to talk about. KBLA 1580. Miles is making fun of me right now because I requested the song. I thought we get to forever, but forever is gone away. It's so hard to say goodbye. 
two people that two males that can make me cry my young son and Wanye Boisterman make a brother cry have you ever heard Wanye on on bended knee have you ever heard him on that song do you know that song man that's Danny (laughs) I'm glad you let the audience know that was your request mine i got no problem saying it you and i come from two different generations right but i'm telling you that music do you know how many babies were made to 90s r&b do you know any it's a different type of vibe it was 105 p.m on a thursday <laughs> you can't make no baby at 105 p.m huh in 2021 in 2021 you could make a baby at 105 p.m I'll, I'll make a baby at 105 p.m. I'll be done at 108. But okay, then. I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, man. I, I, I've, I've already stated, man, that during a long KBLA road trip, we will not allow Danny to have the ox cord, ladies and gentlemen. Give me that cord, man. We going back in the day. Oh, y'all don't know what scratching is either in 2021. Stop it. Just saying. Boys to me. Boys to me. You know, we've talked about 90s R&B, and uh, we're off track again. Well, as you can see, I'm back. I got a lot on my mind today. But um, we talk about 90s R&B, and whenever you mention the greatest 90s male R&B groups, Boyz II Men's name never comes up. They never do. They never do. You'll, you'll go down your Jodeces and your Shies and, you know, your Jagged Edges, and you'll go through all of them. I'll be like, Boyz II Men? They'll be like, they sing for the white people. Really? <laughs> really? They happen to find pop success, so they sing for the white people? And in for, you know, like, like lounge, you know what I mean? Like, if I was if I was lounging around or something, or I'd play that song. If I had, like, hot cocoa or something, and the Jack Frost was nipping at my nose, <laughs> that might be a song in my playlist. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost. We got to do a Christmas song show, too. My God, please no. That would be great. No, please no. Could you imagine how great that would be? Gosh, damn. The no. best, the best African American Christmas songs of all time. It would be fire, and Mariah Carey wouldn't even be number one when everybody would assume it would be. Even though she makes ten million dollars off of that song every year, which is crazy, by the way. Please, let's not do a Christmas song show. Please, Can we please. have to? No, please, Danny, please. Never. With a little Run DMC, you know that song? Yes. It's Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. Mama's cooking chicken and collard. Come on. Andy, no, we don't, we, we don't have to do a Christmas show. We don't have to. I promise you we don't have to do Christmas. Not Christmas songs. What, what, should we, what should it be about? We can do a Christmas show, but we can't do a Christmas song. We should do like a, 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 an African-American Christmas show. Like what it's like to be black at Christmas. I'm like, Mama, how's Santa coming? We ain't got no, we ain't got no chimney. How's Santa get up in here? Santa always made it though. 
Jesus going to bring Santa. Jesus going to bring Santa. And Jesus did, I guess. We did okay. Can we get on track here? How we doing on time? Okay, check it out. If we can. Let's do a house cleaning. I have to. Didn't do house cleaning a couple days ago. Uh, the Danny Moore Show podcast is live right now. Middays with Danny Morrison now streaming on demand through all socials and the KBLA 1580 website via Futuri Media. Follow me on all socials at Danny Moore Show. See the daily streaming leaks, links posted for each episode of this broadcast in podcast form. And the episode is also uploaded to the Middays with Danny Morrison play, page and the KBLA app and the KBLA website for easier access. And the powerful episode... On Kyle Rittenhouse and Ahmaud Arbery is now up. And also, um, what was the last episode before I took off sick yesterday? Uh, I can't remember. Um, oh, yeah, it was it was about the Queens not being in, in L.A. hip-hop radio. That's right. That is up as well. So uh, you want to check it out? You didn't hear those episodes? Get to Facebook. Get to Instagram. Get to Twitter. Get to the KBLA app. Get to the KBLA website, too, at KBLA1580.com. we got a lot to talk about and stream about. It's the Danny Mo Show podcast. And you want some tickets? Huh? You want to see Elder Bar switch DW3 and friends at the Globe Theater? Huh? By the way, show is sold out. Not surprised. They're already talking about a second show and a third show. It's really going to be humongous. But here's the cool thing. We got tickets for you. We got our tickets already. Okay? Sunday, December 19th, 2021. You can spend the holiday with the legendary Elder Barge and Switch for this first ever reunion concert. It's a historical event taking place at the iconic Globe Theater in Los Angeles. Limited tickets are available. Like I just said, cocktail tables, four to eight people are available. And there's also some general admission standing only available also. And like I said, a second and a third show might be added. Hasn't been confirmed yet. And you got a chance to win a pair of tickets to see Elder Bar Switch and DW3 on Middays with Danny Morrison. All the way up until the show, they gave me some tickets. So check this out. Here's what I want you to do if you want tickets to the show yourself. Download the KBLA app if you haven't already. Access the open mic feature. I want you to tell me that you want to go. But I also want you to tell me, what's your favorite Elder Bars track of all time? Solo or group? What's your favorite Elder Bars track of all time? We all know it's time we'll reveal. I already proved that earlier this week. But tell me why. We're sick, though. <laughs> I was sick. Once again, why Danny's not going to get the ox score during the KBLA <laughs> You're saying everything I said on the day that I was sick, or the two days I was sick, just throw it out the window. Oh, no, 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 no. It's not that. It's that <laughs> because of the Middays with Danny Morrison show, Yeah, you have a history, and we know what your music taste is, brother. I think y'all do. Look, I'll tell you, in my DMs, I get love for my, mu- my musical taste, by the way. I get love. I bet it's 90-10-4. I bet, and I'm gl- I am get I get the same. Like, luckily, we don't, we're not at the status where we get hate in our DMs, so thank God for that, but. Yeah. I will say it's it's night and day from where I come from to where I am now in Los Angeles. I came from Trump country. Let's just say it about 50-50 the hate I would get. I was getting hate mail, man. I was getting. I will post, as a matter of fact, later today. I will post a message I got years ago that I shared with my audience that was one of the most vitriolic messages I've ever gotten from a Trump supporter. It was insane. It really was. But back on topic. RDMJ Entertainment presents Soulful Sundays Live with Eldevard Switch, DW3, and friends. 
Sunday, December 19, 2021. Start, show starts at 5 p.m. For more information or to purchase tickets, huh? Head to ctickets.us or eventbrite.com. We got a lot to talk about. Some ticks, too. All right, get on that open mic. Let us know what your favorite Elder Barge song is. Okay, and uh, you just might go. I'm going to be there. It's going to be fun. When we come forward, we will get back into the discussion. I want to know whether or not you think uh, we African Americans have been desensitized by that death. And also, I've also got a 7 Series that I will blaze up as well. 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. This is Middays with Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about. Don't move. We know you have options. But thank you, thank you for making the best choice. The only station in L.A. of the people, by the people, for the people. We are unapologetically progressive. KBLA Talk 1580. Yes, sir. Mid James with Danny Morris, KBLA Talk 1580. Talking about whether or not we have been desensitized. To death over the years here. You know, Miles, you and I haven't talked about Young Dolph, man. Do you think that with that cat being at uh, a black-owned business that he was just pumping up on Instagram just a few days ago, those butter cookies or whatever, and he gets gunned down right outside that thing, do we care? Collectively as a community, do we care? Yeah, heck yeah. We should. Do we enough? Or will we move on in 48 hours? We'll definitely move on, but, I mean, we can't. I don't think we all can sit and soak on on that that particular situation. But why can't we? I mean, well, one, there's a lot going on in the world that requires our attention. I don't know if we all can focus on everything. But two, we don't know the full story on what happened to Young Dog. What's that matter? He's dead. <laughs> What's that matter? So if there's a backstory that makes it okay, what are you saying? No, man. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is, is not, not every death is created equal. We... Or is the attention that we should put on of it incredibly equal? I see where you're going. That's fair. Um, one last thing, and I want to get a phone call. Kevin, we coming to you, man. Um, the I think one of the big differences, you know, we always try to juxtapose old school with new school, so on and so forth. It seems like back in the day, there was more of an effort to when these things would happen. Latifah spoke on it a bunch of years ago. The community would react. The hip-hop community would react with collaborations, with projects or whatever. This generation just doesn't seem to be that type. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. Don't say that. Okay. Because, I mean, we're still, the community, the hip-hop community as a whole, especially at that level, they still pay for they'll pay for families' funerals and make sure that, you know, everybody's taken care of, make sure the kids get their just due. Look when Nipsey passed away. Look at, you know what I mean, the, the amount of support Nipsey had when he passed. Pop Smoke when he passed. DMX when he just passed. Extension. Florida young rapper died a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. How he got love when he passed. Mac Miller. It it, it happens in the hip-hop community. Okay. Not enough. But I, I'm with you. I hear you. Kevin, get up in here, man. Thanks for holding for as long as you did, man. We're kind of all over the place today now that I'm back in the spot. Give me your height, your color, and your hood. Come on. Hey, man, I'm, you know what I'm saying? I, I just feel I'm a black-owned business. Um, I have a barbecue business called Only Cracking Barbecue. And um, I'm just, I don't know. It, it, I grew up in a, grew up around Nipsey. Um, I know him personally. Um, it was it was a shocking thing because, you know what I'm saying, getting to really know him was like, man, this guy was smart. You know what I'm saying? All these guys are smart. I just looked at dope. I never even knew about him. Um, I just looked at it and was just like, wow, okay, he was thinking about being a billionaire but stopped rapping. I mean, sometimes, you know what I'm saying, you know, we, we feel like we, we can't do 
what it is that we need to do to be that person because we feel like we owe somebody anything. So it's just, you know what I'm saying? We don't owe anybody anything besides who we are in ourselves because we're doing this for ourselves at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? But we give to our community because we want to be a part and know that, you know what I'm saying, I did do something to help somebody, but if they don't want the help, then I can't force myself to keep coming back to the same place to see if I see a different result. Oh, Kevin, I, Kevin, I love where you're going with this. And, oh, my God, this is a great conversation. That I want Okay, check it out. Um, oh, I love this. Okay, so if you're a, a, a young entrepreneur like yourself, you got your own spot, you're trying to do good for the black community, do you see it as a responsibility to build up your community? Or do you say, I got to get mine. I'm going to build it regardless of how I have to build it to make it big. Then I'll bring people in once it's built. But I can't have those that don't want it as much as I do, maybe tying anvils around my ankles, slowing me down. Which is the better methodology to get to the top of the mountain? Taking people with you to get there or getting there first and then reaching back? Um, I would say just getting there. And it's not, it's not so much a reaching back and reaching out to people because you could do that in so many different ways. So really you wouldn't, you would be a face but you wouldn't have to actually do the work. So, you know, I know, you know what I'm saying, I just, I would want to get where I want to get, but getting into the community because I'm in a, I'm in Los Angeles right now. I'm just learning. I'm on Central and King, um, and I'm in a historical place where my dad owned an Arco that was down the street. Mm. Um, I didn't know that when God brought me here. I felt like, okay, he brought me here for a reason, so I'm just trying to figure out what is that reason. I want to give back to the community, but our blacks is not even supporting us as much as other race. Mm. So we, like you, were talking about support. Do we support each other? Do we really come back? Do we really do what we say we're going to do? Are we really talking about the killings that happen every day, not just the killing that the white man did? You know, so it, it just it takes us uh, accountability and we don't have that to, to stand on because we always looking at what each other got and we want what each other have. So I didn't want nothing from Nipsey. I wanted to learn who he was because he has so much acknowledge. I wanted to know who the guy Dolph was because I was just looking at something like, man, we have to do that. So where I'm at right now in life is I want to do for the community, but the community has to, we, we as a whole have to raise the community. So they say it takes a village to raise a child. So it's not just me, you know what I'm saying? Yes, I could be a part of it, but if we all not doing our part, it's not going to happen. This is like the best phone call we've had in weeks, man. Like this right here, this cat is dropping. Now, last question, I'll let you go. I could talk to you for the rest of the show. What do we do then? We're, co- we're continuing to lose our, our biggest kings and queens in the community. I'm with you. I was looking at Nip going, wow, that cat is giving us the template on how to build up community, slowly but surely. He was buying up the entire block. He was hiring people from the neighborhood. He was also putting out bomb product at the same time. 
It was just all positive, and it was taken from us. There's some that believe the more you shine, the more you put yourself out there, uh, community and society as a whole going to come and cut you down. How do we inspire these young cats out here to say, you know what, you still got to do it. Are there dangers associated with that? Yeah, but you still got to do it. So how do we inspire them to go out and do the same thing? Um, To be honest, um, I would say keep God first. Keep him in the in the front. Don't don't try to always put yourself in, in the front um, line because when you want to be in the front line, then everything comes to you that way. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you get everything to where I'm just a firm for believer that I, I let God lead my footsteps so he takes me where it is that I need to be and how I need to be. Yes, we're going to fall short. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm really put, I want to promote my business, but not me because my name is Kevin. I'm not owning Cracking Barbecue. You know what I'm saying? It, it, you you have to take that balance from who you are. So Nipsey Hussle was Nipsey, but All Money In was not Nipsey. You get he made it up, but it wasn't him. He was Nipsey. You know. Mm-hmm. So it just it just you just got to learn how to balance your 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 your. You know what I'm saying? Who you are? Because I'm Kevin. So Kevin loved to barbecue. That that doesn't make um, barbecue Kevin. You know. So it just. You know, I just want to be able to to learn how to do that. So I just feel like that's the key because when you put yourself on the front run, then you you open for anything. So you got to be ready for anything. That's facts. So you got to know that okay, if I want to build with the community, I want to get behind the community and let them lead the way to build because I'm I can't break ground and do the concrete and 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 get everything done. So they, 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 um, I'm with the city right now. They, they fixing up the alleyway. They going to put a mural on my spot. Everything is just working out because I'm allowing those ones that's in power and in lead to, to just, you know, why you can't be a follower. I'm a follower. Yes. I'm a leader of my business, but I'm a follower just as well Yeah. because we don't know how to, we don't know how to balance that. We always want to be lead, 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 or, if I'm a follower, then okay, yeah, I know I'm following this person. Now you got envy towards that person that you're following because you see him moving in a way that you can't do it, but you don't know really know how to be a follower at times either. Kev, or man. Kev, first of all, I love it. Love this entire phone call. Yeah. Can we give him call of the day? Come on, Ma, we gotta we gotta get my dude call of the day because that's just too good. Man, that's some that's some realness. <laughs> I own and crack and barbecue. Tell me where you are because I'm coming to see you by the end of the week. What's the address? Yes, the address is 4023 Central Avenue, Los Angeles, California, 90011. And that's own and cracking barbecue. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube me. I just did a video on Buzz TV. Uh, man, support. I love y'all. I just was happened to go through the AM and listening to y'all at the AM and Man, I just got some real knowledge and I, I support, man. I appreciate y'all. Yeah, we appreciate you too, man. All right, King. On and Cracker Barbecue, 4023 Central Avenue. It's on the corner of Central and King. Is that what you said? That's what he said as he said goodbye. <laughs> appreciate you, King. Wow. I needed that phone call today. That right there, that's an energy booster right there. Wow. Love it. 1 800 1-800-920-1580. 1580, we're continuing to discuss whether you believe we African-Americans have been desensitized to death. Do you believe that upon hearing that one of us has lost their life, we don't feel the pain that we used to back in the day? 
Yes, you may be shocked or even saddened by the news, but do you still feel the pain that you used to? And what exactly is the reason, huh? Huh? Look, somebody in my DMs said that there are things, uh, that things are the same as they've always been, except for the fact that social media has given us more to do and more things to look at. It's not that we don't care. It's just that we are better distracted. I might agree with that. But here's the problem. And by the way, we got phone calls coming in. Y'all hold on after the break, please. Okay? I want to make my point. We're going to do news and traffic. I'll come to y'all. We'll keep it going. I will postpone my 7 Series if I got to to get y'all on the air. Okay? Keep them coming. Okay? But uh, as I said, they say that it's just we are better distracted. But And I might agree. But here's the problem, though. I think that it's also a defense mechanism, though. And let me break down kind of what I mean. Like, some alcoholics get drunk to do what? To drown out the pain. Some drug addicts get high to do what? Drown out the pain, right? Some food and sex addicts overindulge in their respective chosen addictions to do what? Sometimes to drown out the pain, right? Social media is an addiction too. Make no mistake, all right? Look up uh, behavioral addiction, and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. As a matter of fact, you don't have to. I'll do it for you, and I just did. Behavioral addiction is being overly concerned about social media, driven by an uncontrollable urge to log on to or use social media, and devoting so much time and effort to social media that it impairs other important life areas, end quote. Sound familiar? Huh? Sound familiar? We talked about FOMO on this show. Can you go through an entire day without logging on? Miles, I know you can. I can't because it's my job, Miles. It's my job, dude. You know it's my job. It's Cap. You think so? It's Cap. Look, I'm getting some vacation time soon. You'll see. I'm going to step away. Okay. I I need to step away. You know, you ain't going to see me and Janet Jackson in matching pajamas underneath a Christmas tree. Kim Kardashian. You might mess around to see me and Kim. I'm just saying. Okay. Like if Janet Jackson want to take a picture with me with some pajamas on, we could take it with pajamas off. I'm just, you know, me and Janet, I'll be in control. I'm just saying. 1-800-920-1581-800-920-1581. When we come forward, let's go back to the phones. If you guys are going to continue bomb phone calls like this today, I will shelve my 7 Series. It's a little comical. Kind of fun. But these phone calls are way too important. Because I want to know what ails us like this. Why can't we get back to community? Loving each other. Loving on each other. Let me know. 1-800-920-1580. Middays with Danny Morrison. News and traffic right now. Don't y'all go nowhere. You heard? Middays with Danny Morrison continues when we come forward. We're riding with Danny Morrison until the wheels fall off. Middays with Danny Morrison continues right now. Right now. Yeah, man. Middays with Danny Morrison. KBLA Talk 1580. Take an alcohol before I came in here, Miles. I'm doing okay. Not too much uh, backwash. <laughs> I'm doing all right, man. Uh, but before... Uh, our stop set just now, as we like to call it in radio. We were talking about behavioral addiction, right? On how social media, we go to social media kind of make us feel better about ourselves. You know? Like it talks about how alcoholics get drunk and they do it to drown out the pain sometimes. Drug addicts do the same thing to drown out the pain. Food addicts, sex addicts, social media, it's an addiction too. You know? But I believe not only is social media a distraction, 
it also acts as a remedy to take away the pain in your life. It does. Especially if somebody or some group or whatever is struggling even more than you. Take this nonsense that's going on with the baby and Danny Lee right now. You know, you watch that. Have you guys been watching that nonsense all over Instagram over the last few days? The baby is losing some serious points. <laughs> and he already had lost a ton with the whole LGBTQ community. But you watch that entire debacle unfold in real time and you go, you know, wow, my relationship ain't that bad. You know, makes you feel better about yourself. You go, wow, you know what? Me and my boo doing all right, considering. Right? That soap opera stuff. Soap opera stuff. That's why we cannot get away from it. You know, people say they couldn't care less about the baby. They couldn't care less about Danny Lee, but they love watching the nonsense unfold in real time. No. And then you just turn over and you kiss your baby. Mwah. I love you, baby. We ain't never going to be like that ever. <laughs> well, do you think that we African-Americans have been desensitized by death? Huh? Do you think we're too flippant when we lose another king or queen? Huh? And do you think society has anything to do with it, or is it intrinsic? Huh? Also, what was your first reaction when you heard that a nine-year-old boy lost his life at the Astro World show? I was so heartbroken. Like, could you imagine? I, I'm, I understand that the nine-year-old and his dad, you know, they weren't at the closest point at the time that they went to that show, and that was supposed to be a bonding moment for them to come together, see, uh, see Travis Scott, see that little boy just giggly. And then the crowd just went crazy, and he lost his son in the crowd. All of a sudden, his son is in the hospital, fighting for his life in a coma. Finally succumbed to his injuries on Tuesday. Sadness? Anger? What do you feel when you see those stories like that, huh? Especially when it's a young African-American. Or, like somebody said in my DMs, people couldn't care less if it ain't you. It, ain't, it, it wasn't like that back in the day. It wasn't. Somebody died. It was like, oh, my God, what? Funerals were packed. What? Car washes. What? Pass that offering to a tray around so we can put some money in and take care of the family. Because he or she was the breadwinner of the family. We got to make sure we solidify the household. Seems like them days are over. And lastly, is this just the way it's always been? Am I overthinking this whole thing? Huh? Is social media making may look way more worse than it actually is? Because, you know, social media does tend to make it seem as though things are overblown, you know? But what did Will Smith, what was that quote from Will Smith? Just the two of us? No. <laughs> Great song, too, by the way. Of course it is, Danny. <laughs> can, can I play Will Smith if we go on a road trip? <sighs> No! No, you cannot. Millennium? I can't play that Hell one. Hell no. We can't get Jiggy with it, man. Hell no. Okay. Danny. Fr Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince? Danny. Parents just don't understand? Okay. But Will Smith, Will Smith said that uh, racism has always been here, but now it's just, what did he say? Exactly. He just, <laughs> I'm a, kidding, but he's right, though. It was such a great quote that I can't remember it. Now we got cameras. That's what he said. Thank you. And he's right. So has it always been there? Or has social media just exacerbated the whole thing? Because we can now see it now. Sometimes even live. But I do have a seven series today. Can we get through it? It's goofy. It's but you know. 
I said I was going to come in, and I knew it was going to be a dark show. Come to find out, not really a dark show. Kind of light today. It's nice to see everybody here. <laughs> Willing to have a good time today, even with a serious topic. Because I was at home all day, all night yesterday, preserving my voice. You know, people calling me, and I'm sending them the voicemail going, Hey, I can't use my voice. I did not say one word. Okay? Tavis called me. <laughs> Tavis calls me, right? <laughs> I sent him a text like the day prior when I knew I wasn't going to be able to come in. So I say, hey, just an FYI, sir. I'm not going to be able to get up in there because I feel my throat deteriorating as we speak. I have no voice at all. So just let you know. So Tavis calls me. <laughs> and he goes, Demo. And I go, <laughs> it's like I was gargling glass. <laughs> he goes, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you, you ain't coming in tomorrow. <laughs> I'm gonna try that when I want to get off. Oh, you think I was faking? Oh. Much as I love doing this show, you think I was faking? <laughs> that uh, get that Doc Rivers voice. Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that. No, that's the uh, Phil Jackson <laughs> voice, man. Scotty. <laughs> All right, but you know, I, I made sure I was ready to get back behind this mic, right? But, you know, when you got a lot of time on your hands, are you guys like me? Because I, I hate sitting still. You know, I got adult ADHD or something. Something's up. Man, I just hate sitting still. But when I did, my mind was going 100 miles an hour. And I was just putting some things down. Things that are on my mind, you know what I'm saying? You know, so my seven says today is very simple. It's actually 10. We're going to run through them. What, we got 18 minutes? 17. See, some bonus ones for you today, okay? 10 random thoughts I had on my sick day at home yesterday. Okay. Nothing too serious. You know what I'm saying? Nothing alarming. You know, just simple thoughts I had while I was sitting in my drawers in my bed, you know. Alka-Seltzer plus some tea. You know, sip, sip, sip. You know. There's a few thoughts that enter my brain and I want to share <laughs> with my beautiful audience today. Ten random thoughts I had on my sick day at home yesterday. Number one. Look, I'm a non-drinker. And I've never consumed alcohol in my entire life. Like, real talk. But what if I drank in Old Duels or something? A non-alcoholic beer. Is, is drinking a non-alcoholic beer like enjoying porno over the radio? I'm just, is it? Would it be weird? I'm just saying. I want to look cool with, a, with an alcoholic beer. Can you look cool with an Odul? Yes, I mean, if, if, if you drink it because you like Odul, don't drink it because you think it looks cool. That's not cool. <laughs> Who drinks an Odul's? Who does that? Here's number two. Recovering alcoholics. Okay. Ah, there you go. You know, that's that's probably true, huh? Here's number two. I got some really big hands. Okay? You see my hands, Miles. Come on, man. Big feet, too. <clears throat> Ladies. I'm just, you know what I'm saying? I wear a size 12 regular and 13 in dress shoes. I'm just saying. However, but I never could have joined the military, though. You know why I never could have been a soldier? And I thought about it yesterday. A fight. <laughs> Aside from that. I could barely stab a straw into my Capri Sun yesterday. It was just like, give me a give me a break. Really? I can't even stab a straw in this stupid thing, man. Who makes those? Who who does that? I can't believe how small is the hole on them things? Importantly, why did you so good too grown for Capri Sun, Danny? Wait a second. You're missing the you're you're giving us the you're not giving us the full answer the question that we need to have answered. <laughs> Too much information. <laughs> it was good on my throat, man. <laughs> Capri Sun? 
The Capri Sun. Like yeah. you can't buy just one. Like oh, let me just buy a Capri Sun real quick. So you got you have a pack of Capri Suns. I, I got a pack of them. I ain't gonna lie. Duke, a pack of Capri Suns in the cart <laughs> with was, no children. What was the last time you had a Capri Sun? <laughs> Maybe last summer. Oh, so you have them too? You can't say nothing. I've had them at birthday parties, but not when there's kids there. But not not the house right now. Ten random thoughts I had on my sick day at home yesterday. I told you, my mind was just going, man, just like random stuff. Nothing specific. Here's number three. Okay, my favorite cartoon of all time is Voltron, right? I told you, it's an amazing cartoon. Matter of fact, there's a bomb remake on Netflix right now that I enjoy just as much. But I also love the Transformers back in the day. What y'all know about that, huh? Remember the classic, original, Miles Too Young? Remember the old school Transformers? But I got a question, though. Do Transformers have health insurance or car insurance? I'm just, I'm just asking. I'm just asking a question. It's all I just want to know. It's just random things I was thinking about. Spinning through my socials and, you know, spinning through the streaming sites and everything. Okay, here's number four. I told you we'll get through these. Random stuff I was just scribbling down. And I want to answer from you on this one, Miles. Why do baby clothes have pockets? They're Capri Suns. <laughs> it's for them to drink, not for adults. <laughs> Duh. Fair, fair enough, man. Duh. It really is the dumbest thing in the world that baby clothes have pockets. Why? What's that about? Doesn't make sense at all. Okay, one eight hundred nine two zero fifty. <laughs> you must have thrown up again. I didn't expect to be laughing this much. 1-800-920-1580. Ten random thoughts I had on my sick day at home yesterday. We will continue the list and finish the list on the other side. Midday with Danny Boy, so y'all stay there. But everybody's important. Don't change the dial. We've got a lot to talk about. This is KBLA Talk 1580. We're listening around the clock. Around the clock. Around the clock. And your time to be heard is right now. Now. Right now. Welcome back to KBLA Talk 1580. Middays with Danny Morrison, KBLA Talk 1580. What a <laughs> what a fun show. What a two-sided show. We had some tears, we had a little sorrow and everything, and now we're just being goofy with my with my 10 series today. It's a 10 series, not just a 7 series. Miles is making me just laugh. I'm almost in tears today. Because you know, I I described how I was at home over the last uh or over the last 24 hours. And it's very rare that I get to sit down. I can't deny. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, your boy's working, okay? And other than the time with my kids, I am always on grind. And ever since I got here in L.A., it has tripled. (laughs) So I don't have a lot of social time, you know? But when I do finally get an opportunity to sit down like I did yesterday, my mind was just like, oh, my God, like on a hamster wheel. Like, oh, my God, you have all these thoughts. So I'm up to number five. Ten random thoughts I had on my sick day at home yesterday. Here's number five. Now, payday was a few days ago, and I was marveling at how empty my bank account is already. It's crazy. I was thinking that my salary is like a menstrual cycle. It comes once a month, and it's gone in about five days. That's all I'm saying. Is it? I mean, come on. I'm just, for real. Why is it? I can't have some savings. Los Angeles? (laughs) Back at home, I'll have some savings. L.A. said, nah, we'll take that. Thank you very much. You gotta pay for oxygen in this city. Here's number six. 
Being at home is very tempting, right? I have practically every fast food place within like a two-mile radius of where I live. Miles, you know what area I live in. Every fast food place is available to you right there, including Louisiana Fried Chicken, a fried chicken place that ain't no black people in. That's a whole different conversation. But me going to McDonald's for a salad, I was like, maybe I'll go to McDonald's because, you know, they got decent salads there, right? That's like going to the Bunny Ranch for a hug. You know what I'm saying? It's like, for real? I couldn't even indulge. <laughs> I couldn't even indulge myself. You know what I'm saying? What's that about, dude? Can I go? Can I just go to McDonald's? Who goes to McDonald's to just get a salad? <laughs> I'll be here all week. <laughs> Phone calls coming in to tell me how terrible I am. I should do some stand-up comedy. I'm going to do it. I see you, Craig Smith. I'm going to do it. All right? Here's number seven. <laughs> People calling in bagging them. That's just not fair. Here's number seven. Ten random thoughts I had on my sick day at home yesterday. Here's number seven. Am I the only one in Los Angeles that has a plastic bag full of plastic bags in the kitchen? Don't y'all leave me out here by myself. Don't y'all leave me out here. Don't y'all leave me out here by my... Am I the only one in... I have, a, I have a plastic bag full of plastic bags that you accumulate from your... Your grocery store, your department store, or whatever. Or when you go to CVS and they print out your receipt and it's a whole roll of toilet paper, which I don't have any idea why that thing got to be so long. I have no idea. However, I got a plastic bag full of... Pla I'm not by myself. Right? Here's number eight. <laughs> I'll get through it, Miles. I'm telling you. Ten random thoughts I had on my sick day at home yesterday. Number eight. Why do I even bother chewing corn? Why? You know what I'm talking about. Your boy was pretty sick. I was kicking out all kind of, you know, I don't want to get specific. <laughs> Waste out of my body. Why, why even chew it? Doesn't matter. It comes out whole. No fun intended. When we come forward, <laughs> I will finish out my list and we'll tie things up. Middays with Danny Morris the KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about. Stay there. Making your middays meaningful. More of Danny Morrison straight ahead. KBLA Talk 1580. 1580. Unapologetically progressive radio. Black owned and operated from the heart of Lamert Park, USA. From the heart of Lamert Park, USA. We're listening and the convo continues right now. Right now. KBLA Talk 1580 Middays with Danny Morrison. Abid just sent me a message saying, uh, I have plastic bags in a plastic bag too, Danny. You're not by yourself. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I am not the only one in Los Angeles. I think everybody, every black person for sure, have a plastic bag full of plastic bags. You ain't got one? I got a place, I got a drawer full of plastic bags. <laughs> you put them in your drawer? There's a drawer that's got them. <laughs> that's okay. You still got them, no. Yeah, we got them. We save them for sure. Here's number nine. We're doing 10 random thoughts I had on my sick day at home yesterday. Here's number nine, by the way. My freaking smartphone dies faster than a black man in a horror flick. What's that about? <laughs> I mean, like, for real. Like, come on. Really? Really? Come on. All I'm trying to do. You ever do that? Like, like you plug your phone in, and it charges and charges and charges. And you go, all right, I'm doing all right. And then you use it. Boom. Goes down to zero. Like, that's nothing. You'll only be talking for, like, half an hour. The thing is, though, I realize that's how everything works. Everything dies. You use it. Huh? 
Everything dies when you use it that long. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Then you ain't using it right. Wow, wow. Well, you're talking about something else. I'm sorry. Let's uh, <laughs> can we tie this thing up? <laughs> Are we still on? <laughs> Ten random thoughts I had on my sick day. Yes, today. <laughs> Here's the last one. You were banging on me about my Capri Sun. Here's the last one. <laughs> so what am I supposed to do? Okay? When I have a box of animal crackers. Okay? And it says, warning, do not eat if the seal is broken. So I open the box and sure enough. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right, we're done. Yep. <laughs> does DL want to follow? I bet DL don't want to follow this comedy routine. No, I don't think he does. <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure he don't. DL's like, oh, Demo done tow it up today. I don't know if we can follow him. That's like following Dave Chappelle here, Eddie. All right. Make sure you're checking out the entire KBLA Talk 1580 lineup. First things first with Dominique Prima, 6 to 9 a.m. Tavis Smiley, 9 to noon. I'm on after Tavis right after me. You'll hear him in a few minutes. It's D.L. Hughley Show, the afternoon show, 2 to 4 p.m. Donna Michi versus everybody with Christine Chiara, 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. Let's get into my Dr. Jashana Johnson. By the way, Dr. Jashana, over the last couple weeks, talking about intimacy and bringing guys in, having some of the most transparent conversations I've ever heard on intimacy with black men. I'm telling you, if y'all ain't listening to my girl, Dr. Tashana, right now, something wrong. I'm telling you, the fellas, listen, kings, listen, you will learn a ton checking out my girl, Dr. Tashana. So proud of you, queen, for sure. Uh, the Brian Babylon Show, 9 to midnight, doing his thing. Uh, Queen Melina Abdullah and Tyler Boudreaux, Black Lives Matter. This is not a drill Saturday. It's from 8 to 10 a.m. The best of the state of the Black Union runs all weekend long, as you know. And, of course, we have our new banner, nationally recognized, new KBLA weekend lineup. Empowerment in the morning, entertainment in the afternoon, live on Saturday, repeats on Sunday. You want to know who are a part of that blessed lineup? Make sure you get to our socials. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Download the KBLA app and also get to the website, kbla1580.com. And don't forget the podcasts are also running on those same platforms, too. You can listen to all your favorite shows on pod, in podcast form on any of those platforms. Cool? Is that everything? I'm out to toe. Uh, I guess we did an okay uh, show on my first day back. It's good. My throat's swelling up a little bit, but we'll be good moving forward. All right? Good luck. God bless. Go. KBLA 1580.